Hosts Elle and Miriam are two Black homeschooling moms embarking on a self-defining journey. Listen in on conversations that will encourage you to be your authentic self while uplifting your spirit and motivating your inherent potential. They're defining what culture is for their families and want you to do the same. Bring your children along too so they can meet the cleverly cultured kids. They're all for teaching the babies while they're young, adapting to the challenges of parenting, homeschooling, and being willing to learn the lessons that the children have to offer. It's all about uplifting one another and reclaiming your innate greatness. It's now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the episode is brought to you by the country of Nigeria. Also, also, also means orange in Yoruba. Also. Welcome back to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. I am so happy that you are joining us again. I am one of your hosts, Elle Cole, and today we are talking about calendars, contacts, and passwords. So this year we've been going through the planner, the Clever Homeschool Planner, to really help parents understand how to organize their homeschool. One thing that Miriam and I have learned is that being organized can help take some of the stress out of your day and away from chaotic times in your homeschool. So we created this homeschool planner to really help all of you who are listening gather everything that you need to be successful homeschooling. So first and foremost, a calendar. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I want to encourage everybody, if you get the homeschool planner, which we advise you to do, start keeping your information there. So let's say all of the information related to your kids. So if your kid have doctor's appointments, you're going to want to put that there. You want to have one central place for your kid's information so that you're able to schedule your homeschool days around other things that happen in your life. So if your kid has a doctor's appointment, they make, you don't want to make, you want to make sure that they don't miss, um, you know, special classes like electives. And so you want to make sure that you are aware of all of the times that, you know, there may be a disruption. So, With calendars, you have several opportunities in the homeschool planner to organize your day. So we've talked about lesson plans, but in the calendar, there is a full length calendar with boxes and squares where you can put your regular calendar information. 
there is also a place in the beginning of the book where we list um, an opportunity for you to set your goals. And I'm bringing this up because it is important for you to reassess ever so often in your homeschool. So one of the spots that's in the beginning of the book, it says set your goals and it's for your long-term goals. So it lists various subjects. There's also a space for a mission statement that you should create for your homeschool. So you want to make sure that you're thinking of your homeschool in a logical way so that you stay on track. So as a family, if it's your goal to make sure your kids are prepared for life, put that into your mission statement. That is not just about academics, but it's about life goals, life opportunities. And you want to share that statement with your kids. And whenever you sign them up for something, you want to refer back to that statement to make sure that everything that you're doing aligns with your goals as a homeschool family. And you want to make sure that you're putting multiple types of goals. So on the sheet, we have a place for financial goals, education goals, career goals, family goals, self-care goals, and miscellaneous because every family is different. One of the things about financial goals is that you want to make sure that if you are homeschooling, you can still be making money in a variety of different ways, but it could mean that one parent is the primary breadwinner. And so you want to make sure that you have a budget and that you're being mindful of that budget while you're going through your homeschool. So again, homeschooling is about assessing and reassessing often to make sure that you're on track. So one of the things about homeschooling is that you can get caught up in buying educational materials. There are just so many excellent resources that are out there. You can, you know, be going to Walmart or Target and all of a sudden pass by the dollar bins and say, oh, I want that. You know, you may have something similar, but what you see is better. You want to resist that urge to just buy the things that you see because your homeschool can get cluttered and you don't want to have a cluttered house. So by thinking about your financial long-term goals, if it's your goal to be able to save money, put money aside in your emergency fund, but still be able to provide a solid educational resource center for your children at home, then you're going to have to budget for that. And you can't always buy things on the whim. So you're going to want to put that into your long-term goals. As far as education is concerned, one of the things that we put there is our kids' extracurricular activities. So there are sometimes co-ops and umbrellas and just other things that you may join, even um, extra classes like music classes where you have a musician teach your kids 
That is one of the educational goals that you may have, but that can also be, this can also be a good place for you to put that so that you're making sure that you're on track. So yes, every community has different opportunities for classes. I'm in the Maryland area. Some of the classes that we have available to us are classes at the museum. And so we had the opportunity to make sure that we're paying attention and writing those dates down for the future so that we don't miss the museum's homeschool days. So you want to, at the beginning of the year or you know every few months, you wanna look at what resources are available and make sure that you're clear about getting supplemental activities for your kids. And so this is one of those places where you can kind of map out, hmm, my child is, you know, really great at instruments. So, you know, what type of musical learning do you want them to have? And so you want to put those long-term goals in this place. So career goals, you can have personal career goals, but so many of us, our children have goals to start businesses. And I know for me, just last week, my daughter said to me, mom, I want to start an Etsy business. So she's telling me that. And as a parent, I need to help her follow her goals. And so for us, that means researching Etsy stores with her so that she can have a profitable store. My daughter likes to create bracelets and she likes to create hats, crochet hats. So those are some of the things that she's going to sell in her Etsy store because those are things she enjoys doing and she wants to monetize it. So you check your child's, um, you know, what, what they want. So career is not just about the parents' goals, although you can put your goals there, but it's also about the kids' goals. So many of us are teaching our kids and we've really developed a knack for maybe teaching STEM activities. That's something that you can even outsource to your community and bring in other people's kids and charge them. So it can become an opportunity for tutoring if this is something that you want. So that could be something that maybe is a career goal for you, maybe it isn't. So if it isn't, that's not something you would put on your list, but you have to kind of figure out what your goals and what your kids' goals are. So long-term career goals could also be what your kids want to become. And I know that's a question we often ask our kids, but really we have to expose them to many different types of careers. Because I don't know about you, but growing up, I just chose what was popular a nurse, a teacher, a doctor. I just said th those things because I knew those were expected of me. But when it came time to actually talk to people in different positions, I began to develop my own sense of what I want my career to be. So I encourage you as parents to partner with other professionals and see if they have an opportunity for your child to shadow them or 
if your child is older, you can even see if there are apprenticeship opportunities because this is a good time for your kids to get hands-on real world experience. So that career section, you can really kind of make it what you want. I'm just giving you some examples of how we have utilized that particular section. Now, family long-term goals. That could be, you know, all sorts of things. It can be maybe you want to do a family community service project. It can be, you know, maybe you have family goals, maybe buy a, buy a bigger house or renovate a portion of your home together with your family. You really can make that section what you want it to be. And self-care. I don't want this to be an opportunity missed. Self-care is something that we really need to be intentional about. That's why it is listed there. And as a homeschooler, it took me several years to really get my self-care groove on, so to speak. And for me, one thing that I did this year, I bought a, a massage chair that we have in the home because I knew, yes, I want to go get a massage every month. But it wasn't feasible for me just with my time. But I can take 20 minutes every other day and sit in a massage chair that's in my house. And so that is how I've one of the ways that I've prioritized self-care. I also I like watching a movie, something where I don't have to overthink. I don't have to plan. And so one of the items on my list is to watch a movie, you know, by myself. And so, um, you know, you have to figure out what self-care is for you. Now, this section is also for dads. Dads also need to practice self-care. It's not just about moms. For my husband, he likes working on cars. So he has a car that he fixes up and reorganizes. And that is one of the ways that he practices self-care. Another thing that he does is biking. Now, this is something that he tries to do even during the week. He tries to take time to go biking. And it's something that we sometimes do as a family, but um, I would say it's every few months that we do it together. But for my husband, it's something that is on his to-do list at least several times a week. And so you have to kind of figure out where do you relax? Where do you go for peace of mind? and to feel rejuvenated. That's the type of stuff that you're going to put on your your self-care list. And I want to say it's very popular for people to think, oh, that means I'm going to get a pedicure, get a manicure. I'm going to, you know, get my eyebrows done, maybe get a facial. You may not be that type of person. Those may not be items that you consider self-care. And so you have to figure that out on your own and decide whether or not that's something you want to put on your self-care list. Self-care is personal. Self-care can also be very private. So it may not be something you want to share with other people, but self-care at the end of the day 
is essential. So remember that self-care is essential. A matter of fact, say that with me. Self-care is essential. So also in the book, we talk about curriculum, materials, and activities. So there is a spot in the book because when we were meeting with our state for portfolio review, we had to list what um, resources we were using to teach our children. And so if you listen to episode 21, we have a whole episode that's all about our portfolio. Now, we created this planner to help assist people because even if your state doesn't require a portfolio, it's really good to have this information. And so you want to, you know, always be thinking about notes that you need to make, whether the curriculum was helpful, whether you had to abandon it or not. You want to be putting that information down, but also um, making notes along the way. Another thing I wanted to talk to you all about today was passwords. That's actually a really big, important part of organization. So I know everybody doesn't homeschool and use online resources, but if you do, you want to have a place where you are putting all of those passwords because I promise you sometimes our children will forget their password and just in the time that we live in you want to be able to change that password and you want to make sure that that password is random so that it can easily be hacked so you want to make sure you're keeping your passwords up to date and changing them as needed. So inside our planner, we have a spot called sites and passwords. And so there is a space for you to list the website, the username, and the password. And so all of your homeschool resources, you want to go through and keep that information. If you need to um, only put down um, something that will jog your memory and not put down the exact password because you don't feel like putting it in your planner is secure, then do that. Put something that's identifiable. You can even, you know, maybe put some of the password and skip a letter, something that will jog your memory so you will, will know what it is. But you want to have a master password list. And you want to make sure that um, you are also able to go back to it and update it as needed. So there is even a site. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I think it's, um, I can't recall, Password One, I think, is one of the resources where you can keep a master password collection. Um, it's really something where it will generate um, passwords that are harder to hack. 
Um, and so you want to make sure that you have the information you need to make sure your sites are secure. So if you want to use like a third party site like Password One, um, there's also another one that's on the tip of my tongue. Um, and I will put it in the show notes. They have um, a free option. I don't think Password One does but it is a collective system that allows you to put passwords. So I highly recommend that when you have an opportunity to use two-factor authentication, that you do that because you want to make sure that your kids are protected and that you are secure. And so here's the thing about um, passwords. Right now, we are just living in a time when AI is helping people hack into things. So you want to make sure that you're using something that is more difficult. Don't use just password one, two, three, four. I know a lot of people do that. That is the worst password ever. So think random. Remember if it allows you to use a symbol and uppercase and lowercase level um, letters, do that. Follow those guidelines so that you are more protective. And I know as a um, Apple and iOS user, they actually have a system that will generate random passwords for you. And so that's something that I utilize a lot and they have a keychain. So that is one of the ways that you can also stay protected. And so um, I just wanted to encourage you all to use two-factor authentication when possible. There are also apps that you can download that will assist in two-factor authentication. The only thing is if you lose your phone, especially like if you have it on an app and you lose your phone, that can be a bit of a challenge. So you want to be organized. You want to have backups and you want to make sure that you're secure. Another spot in the planner is study buddies and tutors. When you homeschool, there is not the expectation that you as a parent is the end all be all for all things academic. That is not the expectation. So if that's how you felt, remove that. Give yourself grace completely eradicate that thought. You can hire other people to help assist you in teaching your kids. So just like a child who goes to a traditional school can receive tutoring, so can your homeschool child. And so um, if you want to help your kids create like a study buddy system where maybe you're bringing in several homeschool kids together or even some kids who are traditional learning, but they're learning the same thing, bring them together and create a study buddy. It's always easier, though, if they're learning from the same books and learning the same thing. And so um, put your study buddies and your tutors inside a system so you want to put the name the phone number and email and even you know there isn't a space for jotting down like best contact but there's enough room for you to put that information as well i also wanted to encourage you to add 
contacts to your planner. So there is a spot that says contacts. On that page, there is a spot for in case of emergency. So sometimes when things are very hectic and we are going through a chaotic, difficult time, it can be hard for us to think. So it's important to put that emergency contact down just in case you need to look up, you know, who do I need to contact? It's it's just giving yourself uh, a second opportunity. Or if your children, if something has happened to you and your children need to know who to contact, this is one of those places where you can put contacts because sometimes things happen And our kids need to know who to contact if something is wrong. And so um, it can also be like your, your pediatrician. You know, you really can make this contact section what you need it to be. It is completely up to you. But I think of... Um, when I think of contacts and what we put down is our um, PCP, that's our primary care physician. We put down um, specialists. And also my sister um, is a point of contact and my mom. And so, um, you know, grandparents are great for um, points of contacts. You want to make sure that information is accessible. And so I know that many of you are organized, but some of you just need some guidance and just a place to put all of that information. And so we have all of that information and all of the materials and worksheets and and information that you need for your homeschool inside of our planner, which is the Clever Homeschool Planner. You can go onto our website or you can buy it on Amazon. And so um, reach out to me. We have updated the planner for an evergreen planner because I know that many of you are in the process of already planning for the new year. And so we wanted to give you a jump start on that. And so I just wanted to say again how much I've appreciated being able to guide you on your homeschool journey through the Cleverly Changing Podcast. If you have different questions that you want answered or you have show topics that you want us to cover, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Cleverly Changing Podcast. And you can also email us and that's at cleverlychangingpodcast at gmail.com. So definitely reach out. There's even an opportunity in the show show notes for you to leave us a message. There is a link there where you can leave us a voicemail and we can play it on this podcast. If you want to be a guest on the show, follow us on Instagram And you can click on that link in bio and there is a spot for you to sign up to be a potential guest. And so we wish you all the very best as you educate your kids 
And we hope that this tutorial and this guide from the Clever Homeschool Planner has been helpful. All right, talk to you later. Bye. visit cleverlychanging.com and click on the shop tab to place your order.